If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Monday Matinee on the Mutual Audio Network, hosted by Pete Lutz. The following audio drama is rated PG-13 suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. And welcome to Season 13, Episode 544. I'm David Alt. Jack Ward is busily marking exams and reading for his second semester. We have a very short intro today as our double feature of Blood Culture runs a little bit long, but I hope you enjoy this exciting new podcast. And it all begins right here on the Sonic Society. Life as part of this company is hard. You're on the inside, you can find out what is going on. Don't be stupid! We push you to be the best you can be. I know what I'm talking about, and it's all so, so much worse than you'll ever imagine. You have any contact with that woman, and you'll regret it. No more blood, Richard. No more blood. I will rip your face off, Lizzie! off him! There's blood on all of us. That's the way this world works. Hello and welcome to Blood Culture, episode one. So what we've got for you is a sort of epic thriller biomedical conspiracy which is going to take you on a journey that touches on all sorts of interesting topics of modern workplaces, employee spying, as well as having lots of people running around and jumping and hitting each other. <laughs> um, who's that laughing in the corner? Uh, I'm Lance and I'm actually the creator, but you're talking more than me. That's true. My name's David and I'm one of the co-writers on the project. But we couldn't write it without some serious knowledge and so we have with us, as we had through the process, um, an actual doctor. Hi, I'm Christina. Hello, I'm Christina. And I'm the biomedical consultant for this project. Absolutely. You set us right on all the crazy ideas we had and basically raised your eyebrows when we uh, proposed new and interesting ways of killing people. But before we get into the show itself, I should tell you that you can go to blood-culture.com where you can find more about, well, more about everything, more about us, more about the characters, and more about Meta, which you'll know all about in a moment. So stick around with us after part two, where myself, Lance and Christina will have a chat about what happened in the episode. But before then, this is Blood Culture, episode one. Blood has been thrown at the walls of our offices. It runs down the glass in pools, thick and red on the concrete below. Do you see that, Luca? Aisha, sit back down. I look out over the atrium, over four floors of workstations and the multitude of desks and screens. Luca, that man looks like blood running down the building. But no one has noticed. Heads are bent. Faces bathed in monitor glare. Probably, yes, and it's probably a test. No one dare look up. Not today, of all days. Of what? Get back to work, will you? Richard could be here any moment. Richard Dreyer, CEO and founder of Meta Corporation, has given us an hour of his life. An hour in which he will watch us, question us, inspire us, and sometimes fire us. Careers and reputations will be made and lost in the next 60 minutes. Stay calm, Luca. He's nowhere near. You need to relax. I look at Luca. Two years in and still an intern. Hey, Luca, are you all right? Yeah. He looks frail. Of course. I just... Drawn. Pull the red eye, getting these reports in place. To Luca, Richard Dreyer is so much more than a CEO, and working at Meta, so much more than a job. Aisha. Ah, Kim. 
Of course. We've been monitoring a lot of downtime on your keystroke activity. Dried up, bitter Kim. Don't you dare mess up this team's data. Team leader. When Richard is with us. Line manager. Everything must be perfect. Arch manipulator. Voices echo up from the security gates. Whoa, who's that? A woman. She's broken through security. Running for the stairs, tailed by security guards. God, she's fast. I see her now. Leather jacket, heavy boots, blonde dreadlocks. Oh, Livy, what are you doing here? Alicia. Do you know that woman? Uh, I, I, I might know her. What? to do with you. She's not my problem. And she isn't until... There's Richard. And then... She's headed straight for him. She has everything to do with me. Libby! Stop! Alicia! I run, swerving chairs, hurdling desks, leaping stairs. Libby, no! She's nearly on him. There is something in her hand, something metal that glints. She points it at him. I leap. Falling, tumbling, tangled to the ground. She bites me. She scratches at me. I won't let her go. We roll and clutch and struggle. I catch her wrist and slap her hand to the ground. And a vial falls from her hand, spilling red paint onto the floor. Hands pull us apart. Hold them. Wrestling us in place. Control them. Crushing us down. Wow. This is most discordant. I am sorry, Richard. So sorry. Livy, it's me. Sorry, she's not fighting. Aisha has always been a problem to us. You. Quiet. Clear the area immediately. I wish to speak with these people. He crouches in front of Livy. So, you came to throw blood at my house? And who sent you? No one. I came on my own. Self-determined. That's a good start. Sets you out from the herd. Now, what have I done wrong today? Blood. There's blood on your hands. Blood? On my hands? There's blood on all of us. That's the way this world works. A cold smile curls across his lips. Don't you look at me like that. Livy spits in his face. You're killing them, Drea! His eyebrows flick up. Your staff, your workers, you're crushing them! Oh, what a shame. I know about the interns. I thought there'd be more to you than this. Three of them dead, Drea! Take her away! You're letting them die! Hands on her, each taking an ankle or a wrist. Wake up, she-bull! Wake up, you losers! You just throw! And I sit at his feet as they carry her away. Listen. Listen. No one is held here. You can leave at any time. Life as part of this company, is hard. We push you to be the best you can be. It isn't easy to overcome everything and transform into your greatest self. What we have here at Metacore is unique. Unity, strength, love, bonds that no one outside can understand. He leans forward, cupping my chin in his palm. And you, Miss Cowan? Are you with us? Yes. Of course. Are you worthy of our love? It's, it's an honor to work here. Work? Work here? We don't work. This is life. It is play. It is inspiration. It is our 
manner and our very being. What is it for you? All of those things. Good. There is room for all kinds here for the deviant, black sheep. But we need trust. Trust and kinship. Can I trust you, Aisha? Absolutely. Are we kindred? Yes. Yes, we are. Remember that, Aisha. Learn to live with us, because the bonds forged here are strong. He looks at me. Stronger than family. And we are one. Stronger than blood. We are locked together in that shard of time. They're the bonds of life itself. Hmm? Then, suddenly, he's gone. His court trailing him as he sweeps through the offices, passing out his corporate benedictions. Metacorp. We are the company that everyone owns a part of, but no one knows. You came into my work, you threw blood at the walls, you attacked my boss! Someone has to make a stand, Aisha. Metacorp are in your pocket. What did you think you were going to achieve? On your phone, your tablet, your TV, your computer. We have to fight. You could have got me sacked. Metacorp. Our name is on the chip, hidden in the code. So why have you got sacked? Your company destroys people. ridiculous, living. No, they are working in 10, 20-hour days, 140-hour weeks, never stopping. We are controlling and shaping your data. We are controlling and shaping your data. Yeah, that is called work. Something you might not know a lot about. Help me stop it, Aisha. Help me tell people about what they're doing. Evie, this is my job. Yeah, but it's not who you are, Aisha. We ensure the pure, clean flow of your information. It's not you. It's not the woman I know. No, knew, Livy. The woman you knew. That was a long time ago. Metacorp. We are everywhere. And yet... Nowhere. No one can change that much. It's called growing up. What would your mum say? Don't, Livy. Don't do that. Just go away. Get on with your life and, and just leave me alone. Meta, because the future just got better. Meta, because the future just got better. Aisha, we saw what happened. He knew your name, didn't he? Richard knows who you are. Luca and Shireen, the yin and yang of the Meta Intern Programme. This is the coolest thing that could happen to anyone ever. Shireen, full of hope and energy and naivety. In two years, I've only ever seen him twice. Luca, exhausted and hollowed out by life at this company. So if he knows who you are, you must be up for Selection. Selection. The company's fast track for the brightest of the bright. I was never an intern. I was never in the programme. Oh. So you've always worked here? Mm, I, I didn't even go to uni. Well, there was a call out for HR posts and I just went for one and got lucky, I suppose. That's insane. Then how does Richard even know you? Oh, let it go, Luca. I'm not a threat. I'm not going anywhere. Luca was sent up to Metabeta, the proving ground of the company. Somehow, he failed and they sent him back. There's no chance of selection for me. Oh, don't say that. I mean, what happened earlier with that crazy lady? That was a test, wasn't it? Maybe you passed. What? Livy? Yeah. Wasn't she one of Richard's interventions? No, it wasn't. You see, um... I, I, I sort of knew her. Oh. So you are in trouble? Oh, don't look at me like that. Oh, really? I, I'm not unclean. Yeah, Kim is after me, but she always is. Nothing else is going to happen. So that woman, who was she then? Who was she? 
just a friend. Well, she used to be a friend. There are friends you've known your whole life. They've always been there, their life running parallel to yours as you grow up together. And yet, when you look over at them, when you see what they're doing, what they believe, who they are, you, you think, do I even know you? Our parents used to take us to raves. Livy and I waving glow sticks at each other from our prams as bass thickened the air. <laughs> they took us to the same festivals, rode the same convoys, taught us together, played with us together, laid us down to sleep together. <laughs> then Mum's illness took over. She died. Dad went to pieces and disappeared into a cannabis haze and I had to run our lives. I had to think about the future while Livy's stone just carried on rolling. She experimented, she experienced, she shouted and battled. We never lost touch, but we live on different planets now. But she fights for the rights of the world while I work for the corporation and look after my father. Livy's one of the good ones, I reckon. Always like that girl. Don't follow the earth, does she? Right, Dad, and I do. No, no, I'm just saying, you know, there's something true about the way Livy lives. Dad lives in a van parked in a lay-by on the A27. There's a lot of harmony in that girl. I can respect someone like that. A converted ambulance with a smokestack out back. A bed, that is a couch, that is our dining table, and a two-ring burner. Oh, so what about me? I'm cooking your dinner. Are you going to give me respect for that? Yeah, yeah, of course. What is it tonight, then? Corn. Oh, I don't eat corn. Yes, you do. You're a vegan. It's not natural. It's mushrooms. How is that mushrooms? Oh. That can't be natural. Oh, well, go and eat some bark, then. Oh, don't look at me like that. You get my respect, Dad, when you put your spliff out. Dad, hmm? what do you think Mum would have said? That Livy and Meta and everything. Well, uh, well first off, she'd uh, well, she'd ask if you're hurting anyone. What, my job? Oh, day by day, you know, bit by bit. No, not really. Yeah, I suppose you are. Then she'd uh, she'd ask whether you're making the world a better place. Oh, it's just a job, Dad. It's just a way of getting money. But are you using that money to make a difference? Though? I'll make a bloody difference to you. I'll take care of you. Yeah, 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 yeah you do. Yeah. But is, is that enough? Well, it should be. Shut up and eat your corn. Daybreak, 5am. I don't get into the office this early to impress. I get here because I need the space and the time to think and to prepare. Hey, Sherry, I know you're not interested, but please listen. I've found something new. Now, look, there's been no investigations in any of the kids who have died. No one is finding out what is going on. They're not checking. First was Peter Durham in Ireland. He was buried inside three days. Brendan Lake in Stalbridge, 21 years old, and there is nothing about how he died. Nothing in the press, nothing online. Then you got this girl in Birmingham. She died. No one knows. Hey, Hello, What are you doing here? Oh, my God. Sorry, was I interrupting something? No, nothing. Sorry, Luca. You, you made me jump. I wanted to ask. You look so tired. What did he say to you, Richard, when you were together? So drawn and grey. Of all the thousands of people in the company, why you? It wasn't always like this. Hey, Luca, that's a bit unfair, isn't it? I work as hard as anyone else. Yeah. There's a digital photo frame on his work desk. Sorry, it's just frustrating. There used to be pictures on it of his sister, his mum, his dad. Not knowing how I can ever make my mark. Oh, stop doing this to yourself, Luca. Now, there are only pictures of Richard. You're good, you'll get somewhere. I had a chance though, didn't I? I was 
in the programme. I thought I was selected, and I thought they'd take me on, take me with them. And then it didn't turn out that way. There's a, there's a lot else for you to do. Not here, not in this company, working for someone like Richard. If I prove myself here, I can do anything, go anywhere. The impossible becomes probable. And that's one of Richard's slogans. It's one of my debaters, actually. But it's true. I was there, Aisha, in the programme. I want to go back. If there was any way, if you could ask Richard... Oh, then Lucas, I'll... stop this. But when you came here, you were probably the brightest 20-year-old I've ever met, and now look at you. God, this is just work. It's, it's not who you are. Look, if Richard knows who I am, then that's great. I, I don't know how it happened, and it doesn't worry me, and it shouldn't worry you, all right? All right. I'm sorry, I'll... I'll leave you to your phone call. Oh, wait, Luca. Yeah? Um, what happened to the uh, pictures of your family? What do you mean? Well, your actual family in that digital photo thing. I didn't think they were appropriate, you know, at work. Oh, Luca, hon. Family is always appropriate, wherever you are. Come on. You've, you've been here all night, haven't you? Well, you know... There's always work to do. No, it can wait. Go and get some rest, please. He smiles softly and slides away from me, fading into the morning light. I can't work like the others. Not night after night. Not those long hours without limits. My body won't allow me to. Simple as that. I have the same condition as mum, sickle cell. My red blood cells are shaped like sickles, curved and hard, not the little soft and pliable discs that travel through your body. The haemoglobin in those cells won't carry oxygen properly and without enough oxygen, my body gets tired, worn down, listless. Every month, I need to refresh my blood, a transfusion of another's life into my body to give me energy for a while. But there is no space for the sick, or the weak, or the tired, at matter. So I have to keep this quiet. Known only to me, Dad, and a few friends. Fenny's office. The company health station. What can I do for oh, you? Can Warm, hazy, messy, human. Look, wiped out. Go on, you take the day off. Oh, well, I can't risk it after yesterday. Yeah, well, think yourself lucky. Your mate gobbed in Richard's face. It's a miracle oh. you're still here. Fenny is the meta-medical site officer, which is a grand way of saying that he is the company nurse. And if staff keep on wiping out like this, I'll be heading off out the door. So what? People really are dying. What, Livy's right? Your feral friend. <laughs> well, she's right in some ways. You lot are working too hard. Mm, yeah. Don't think Richard's killing anyone, though. <laughs> you're too valuable. He hates it when you're sick. But he needs you. You're the flesh and blood that keeps his machine working. That's why he's obsessed with keeping you lot fit. Look at all these computers. They gave you a health tracker, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Sends out on Wi-Fi, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, look, I've got the live feed of your blood pressure, your heart rate, pedometer readings. I've got the body data of everyone in the company. Well, pretty much, you know, other than Richard, of course. Really? What, all the staff? Yep. All of you were signed up to our Meta Health programme. So, yes, everyone. But can you do something for me, Venny? Can you call up the details of um, Peter Durham from the Irish office? Oh, one of the dead boys, isn't he? I uh, should be able to. Peter... Oh, no, I can't. Mm. Look, his record's blocked. OK, try, um, try Brendan Lake from Stalbridge. Nope, same again, blocked. What? Why would they be blocked? They're private, I suppose. What with them being dead and all? What, is that normal? Uh, I could try and find out. Yeah, go on. What's in it for me? Fenny, people are getting ill, dying. Remember what you did your training for? Yeah, uh, yeah, mostly for the chicks and the cash. <laughs> it was to help people, right? Make the world a better place. Oh, that. Yeah, go on, that. See what you can dig up, yeah?
The day ends and Livy is outside the office, crouched against a wall, arms around her knees, breath clouding the night air. Aisha, don't walk away from me. Livy, you shouldn't be here. Aisha, it's worse than you think. You know, they were all on the intern programme. They were barely out of university. Not now, Livy. The same pattern, all high achievers, working long hours, pushed and... Livy, what do you want me to do? You're on the inside. You can find out what is going on. Don't be stupid. What happens if I'm caught? I lose everything. No, no, you don't. You just lose your job. Just my job? Also, what about Dad? Huh? What? How am I going to look after him? Sol's cool. He can look after himself. Oh, you really have no idea, do you? There's nothing cool about my dad. I need that job to feed him, to clothe him. He hasn't got anything. He won't work or sign on. I can't live in a fantasy world like you do. Hey, hey are you listening? Yeah, Aisha, yeah. Look, just hang on. There's someone over there I'd like to have a little word with. Hey, you! Piss off and stop following me! What are you doing? Yeah, you! There is a dark slash of movement at the end of the street. You think it's okay to follow women around, do you? A figure in the half-light. Don't hide from me! He moves forward, thin, wiry and tense. He waits for us. What do you think you're doing? I'm looking out for you, Missy. Yeah, right, well, stand there much longer and I'll lap you at the back Good Come girl. You hold your friend back. Leave it, Livy. Don't want her coming to no trouble. Stop stalking me. I'm not your stalker. I'm keeping an eye on you. It's my job. I met a security lover and my job is to make sure you don't cause no more trouble. You've got no right. Oh, haven't I? You threw blood at my offices. You attacked the boss. You spat in his face. I think I've every right. I'm going to be right on top of you until you learn their bloody place. Rip your face off! Help him! She has gone at him. Get away with you! I catch her by the waist. Livy, stop it! Pull her around. And she slaps me hard and I fall. You disgust me! And then she is on me. Aisha, call me. Together we'll stop them. And then she turns. Bitch! And runs. And she's gone. Well, she's quite a firebrand, isn't she? Let me help you up. <sighs> My, but you've got some interesting friends. Oh, she's just stupid. It's impulsive and stupid. Oh, I don't think we can call her stupid. Not that. Come on, I need to go back to the office. Walk and talk with me for a bit. I'm Ewan, by the way. I know you are. One of Richard's favourites, aren't you? What do you mean? Oh, that's why I'm here at the office. You're getting some special treatment. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. No one treats me any differently. Oh, I don't know. According to your line manager, they do. What, Kim? Yeah. She tried to get you fired for what your friend there did. Seems someone on high, on very high, put the stops on that. If that's the case, then I guess I'd better be watching you as well. Why would you watch me? Because you're smart, and you're subtle, and you're good with people, which makes you a threat. <laughs> what, me a threat? To Richard? You're kidding. Am I? Am I kidding? Does this look like a face that does kidding? Does it? Now, let me tell you something so you shut your smart mouth and listen. You have any contact with that woman. You call her like I just heard her tell you to, and you'll regret it. Not like you'll get a bad report or crap reference regret. I mean serious, industrial grade, pure high density regret. You get me? You get me? Oh, you'll never get me, will you, love? Just nod. He smiles at me and gold winks between his lips. I merely nod slowly, cautiously, so that he can see. <laughs> That's a good girl. Now piss off, will you? He turns and leaves me, walking up the stairs to the meta building where the doors open, swallow him, and he's gone. I raise my eyes. Two figures stand silhouetted on the second floor of the building, looking through the glass wall. A man and a woman. 
Kim and Luke are just standing, watching. Luca raises a hand as if to wave, but Kim moves hers over it and pushes it down to his side. When we lose one of our own, one so bright, so sharp, so full of potential, we must take time to remember them. You can walk into a place that you know so well and in an instant know that something is wrong. Hey, what's up? You call out but no one responds. What's going on? It's only fitting that we say farewell to them as they set off on the great journey that awaits us all. No one makes eye contact. No one wants to acknowledge you or each other or what is happening between them. Death, the great change agent that keeps our species moving forward. It renews, it reinvigorates, it is the engine of progress. You should take a seat, Aisha. I know it's been a shock. Kim rests a hand on my shoulder. Just try and do what work you can. Staining me with her false concern. Everything will be cleared up in good time. We must have a time for sorrow. We must close our doors and gather together as a company, as a family, and look to each other. I gaze out over the vast atrium at the bowed heads and weary faces patterned with brittle morning light. I look down, and there is a digital photo frame discarded at my feet. Images of Richard Dreyer sliding across its screen. Watch your neighbor. Look out for them, for their health, for the tells and signs that may indicate that they too might be in need of intervention. If you believe that they're ill, then tell us, and the company will do all it can to protect them, cleanse them, and ensure that we can all carry on unimpeded. Aisha, I know this must hurt. We have been assigned a designated grieving period, and if you would like to visit the Metawell Centre, there are counsellors available if you are feeling Get that your you... hands off me. Penny, what's going on? What, what happened to Luca? Aisha, I'm sorry. It was last night. I know you liked him. I, I saw him. He. Oh, it was like you were saying goodbye to me. It was a fit at home in his bed. But I saw him here. No one knew he had epilepsy. Penny, I saw him here last night. His record. Pull his health data now. What? Oh, God. Quick, Fenny, get on with it. Get his data off the system now. OK, I, I, I'll get it. Copy everything. Get it all before they manage to shut it down. All right. There you go, honey. You relax. Look, I got this for you. What is it, Dad? Oh, it's that pink and yellow cake you like, isn't it? Battenberg cake? Uh -huh. What you're meant to be into macrobiotic foods these days. I don't worry about that. that used to be your favourite, didn't it? Told you I'd look after you. Well, with that shock and everything, now, now you put your feet up. I'll get a brew on. So, this Luca lad, if he was right, what are you going to do about it? Oh, what can I do? Think about it. I mean, Luca's data was blocked. They said he died at home, but he was at work. What can I prove? There is no evidence. I well, should at least put up a fight. Oh, what, like Livy did? Scream and run around and spit at the boss? No, pointless. Well, he puts down a marker. Tells the world who you are. Oh, kettle's boiling over. Oh, Better deal with it. Oh, God. Look, Richard and his lot, you don't care who you really are. Just a bunch of numbers to them. Oh, you know a lot of tech entrepreneurs, do you? But I, I know their type. I mean, before, you know, money men, users. All of them just empty on the inside. Now, you aren't like them, Aisha. 
You're raised to believe in something. So I go off and fight, do I? And what if I lose my job? Look, what are you going to do? I survive, like I always have. On a diet of joints in Battenberg, Cave. Well, it don't matter what I do. You've got more important things to worry about. This is your chance to make a difference, Aisha. Don't let it go. I have a sense of my mother, of Renita, as a person, but only really from what Dad has told me. Mostly I only have a hazy pool of recollections of her with people, of the trust they put in her and of her openness. But there are memories, crystal sharp and strong, that I know must have happened, but they've become like a fantastic tableau, set and fixed in my mind. protest in East London. We're in a council estate, bottlenecked by the police. The crowd heaves and shouts. Stones are thrown and there is a baton charge and mum in the middle of it all. The tide of bodies breaking around her. There, and then there's a kid. A copper. In the middle who's been hit in the face and she goes over to him, lifts his helmet off and just cradles him. <laughs> It doesn't matter who he is, that he's police or that she's in danger. She just saw his hurt, his need. And she took that risk. She saw that person, forgot herself, forgot who he was, and she just went to him. I mean, there is absolute honesty in that action that cut through circumstance and prejudice. And there was bravery. I could never be that brave. I could never be that person. Sit still, will you? Just lean back on the couch and relax. We have to do this. We have to. The whole company is having this done. Me as well. Well, you definitely think that you can bear in my results. I blood test everyone here. And then I'm the one who has the first pass over them. Trust me, no one will know. God, this is insane. Here you go. A needle hits my vein. My blood runs up its length. My future flowing with it. Thank you for doing this. Maybe you can give me a reward. You know, maybe we can actually meet outside work. Why would we want to do that? Oh, oh. okay, look, when I get some time away from Dad, I will definitely, I promise you. Yeah, between your job and your pops, there isn't much room for anything else in your life, is there? Oh, Fenny, I do notice you. You do matter to me. Anyway, don't worry. At this rate, I won't have a job for much longer. I'll bury your results. Trust me. Oh, I've been blood testing the entire staff. God, they really are spooked, aren't they? It's Richard. I think he wants his staff perfect. You're his meatware, and he wants you to be just like his data. Uncorrupted and pure. He really doesn't care, does he? I mean, he abuses us and we just fall on our knees and thank him for the privilege. Fenny, um... Can you do something for me? Get me Luca's home address, will you? Ooh, hang on. You go down that route and you're going to be entering a world of trouble. You can't go up against this whole corp on your own. No, I won't be on my own. I've got you, haven't I? Huh? And I've got Livy. And you know what? Luca's dead. Three others have died. Let's do something about it. Look, why can't I come in with you? Let's talk to her together. Because Shireen is what you'd call a metahead. She won't be able to cope with you. <sighs> What's her problem? Well, your hair, what? the piercings, the rest of you, and the fact that you attacked her boss last week. Yeah. Plus, her flatmate just died. <sighs> that enough for you? <sighs> when I'm in there, you distract her. Get her outside for just a few minutes, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. going in. Open the window if you're gonna smoke and leave the stereo alone. 
No dubstep. All right. All right. He was ill. We all knew he was ill. Yeah, he was very pallid when I last saw him. I mean, he told me he'd lost a nail. A fingernail. Oh. That'd come off in the sink. I mean, that's bad, right? Mm -hmm. I should have said something. No, no one is blaming you. Tell Kim that. She's been putting it all on me. Oh, well, she's, she's swerving her own guilt, isn't she? Tell me, I mean, how did they find him? He had his health tracker on. His signs went flat and they came for him. No police? Not yet, no. The police aren't coming, are they? Only if they need to. Well, I hope not. I mean, he just worked too much. He was so desperate to get back in, to be selected again. But he went to Metabeta. Yeah. And Metabeta's the testing ground, isn't it? Where they make you or break you, see if you're ready for the next stage. When they sent him back, he thought it was all over. I wish I'd stopped him. No, it's not your fault. You don't understand, Aisha. Really, you don't. What's that noise? I... Oh my... It's, it's, it's someone in the street. There's a woman outside in a car. Crazy looking woman shaking her head around. She looks out of control. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm sure she's harmless. What is she doing now? Uh, I, I think that's meant to be dancing. She's not having a fit, is she? Not again. Look, I'm going to go and check if she's all right. Yeah, yeah, sure. That, that might be an idea. One minute. Just help yourself to more chai or something. Yeah, yeah. House is empty. Time is short. I have to take my chance. I look for anything out of place. The kitchen is featureless. Uh, bottled water, health supplements, more chai. Upstairs. The bathroom, sterile and gleaming. Bins emptied, no medication. The bedrooms, almost identical, like cells in a row. Then to Luca's room. I open the door and I stop. It's as empty as the others, but for a shrine. An old fireplace around which are glued pictures, cuttings, sketches, news reports, all of Richard. A collage of worship directed at one man. On a shelf above his bed, there is a figurine about six inches high with an oversized head. With its black polo neck, mop of white hair, pale face, it looks like Richard. I move over and tap it. The CEO of Medical bobs and nods at me, a beatific grin on his face. I flick the figure once more and he jerks and wiggles and finally topples. His head rolls and turns and plops at my feet. I look at the body, at the hole in Richard's neck. There is something inside and made of glass. I reach in, gripping it with my nails, pinching and drawing it out. A vial in the palm of my hands. Inside are six white tablets, stacked neatly on top of one another. I slip it into my pocket and turn to save Shireen from whatever Livy is doing to her. Aisha, I need you now. Come down to my office. Fenny, we're on our way back from Lucas. I found something. Some tablets. Never mind that. Aisha, they pulled your sample. What? What do you mean? You were supposed to hide it. It was already flagged up on Mark when I got the results through. In fact, you're not in the system anymore. I got a printout, but they've taken you off the database. Oh my God, this is bad. This is really bad. Uh, look, I, I don't want to talk on the phone. All right, look, um, meet me in my dad's van. I'll send you the map link to where he's parked, yeah?
It's starting to rain hard outside. I stoke the wood burner. Dad passes out tea. Livy slouches on the bed and Benny chews at his nails. He's skittish and out of place. Here, have this lad. It's carver tea. <laughs> it won't bite you. What's it for? Well, you're a medical man, you should know. Nerves. Carver tea sells the nerves. <coughs> it's proper medicine. Man. Nothing for me, Sal. I don't want anything to take the edge off. Can we just work through this, OK? Now, we're pretty sure that Luca didn't die at home, that it happened at work. And he was hiding pills in his house. So if it's drugs, that might explain why they're testing us. Oh, Drea was giving them drugs. Is that what you're doing? Are you giving them drugs, many boy? Me? Of course not. Anyway, why would Richard do that? To make you lot work harder. And he was an old school raver back in the day. Did you know that? Means he might not be frightened of a few little pills. He's not going to be giving them anything illegal. Wouldn't put anything past him. It's not worth the risk. Yeah, he'd get someone to do it for him, he would. Oh, right, and you know all about Richard Drady, he does. But can we try and stay focused on what we do know? Let's try and work out why they pulled my blood test. You don't do drugs, do you? Can't be that. Why not? It's because of your sickle cells. No, it's not just that. There's something else. What do you mean? There are a whole load of other things that they were testing for. You mean that you were testing for? Oh, Livy, just leave him. Right. Um, well, first of all, they were pulling out samples based on their blood group. Blood group? What do you mean, based on their blood group? I mean, like... Like, you know, how all our blood might look the same, but it's not. It has a very different identity. Like your cup of tea over here. It looks the same as my cup of tea, doesn't it? That's my cup of tea, put it down. Sorry, right, okay. But they both are tea, aren't they? Well, well that's rhubarb tea, that is. Yeah, see. and mine is a parva tea. Carver tea. All right, chill out. But look, that's like blood. They all have different identities. Yes, 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 please. This is obvious. Everyone knows about blood group. And what he's trying to say is that they pulled my blood because it's AB positive, which is rare, isn't it, Benny? Yeah, only like one in 25 people are AB positive. So that narrows it. But then they did a PCR test to check out the HLA compatibility and then they pulled a second bunch of samples based on that. Wait, wait, what? You're talking science citizens, aren't you, Benny Bolly? Yeah, well... Well, come, come on then. Tell me about it and don't go on about the tea, all right? We're not idiots. Well... Look here. On this paper, all this data, these are Aisha's HLA markers. They're like... like a genetic passport of her immune system. It's like how the body recognises itself. It defines who you are. You're not going to define me by my passport. Oh, shut up, Sol. Keep talking, Fenster. Right. If your white cells encounter something with the wrong HLA, the wrong passport, then bang, they attack it, reject it. They turn it out of the body. Harsh. It's how the body knows not to attack itself. And how it knows to attack anything from outside that might be dangerous. So, so they were looking for blood with an HLA like Aisha's same kind of identity. Right, that's it. And what you're holding there is like a photo fit of Aisha's immune system. Yeah, kind of. Right, then I'm going to use it to get her blood back. What do you mean? It belongs to Aisha. That is just so stupid, Livy. No, they shouldn't have taken it. I'm going to break in because look what I've got. You and security pass. Oh. Yeah, that will get me in pretty much anyway, won't it? Oh, how did you get that? Well, when we were fighting in the street. Oh, oh girl, that is good. Oh, if they catch you, you are in so much trouble. <laughs> Don't care. I've got this cast and I'll take this. Hey, give that back. Uh, I need this HLA thing to recognise Aisha's blood. Oh, you're crazy. I'll find it and then I'll return what is yours. No, leave me, come back. Beta is out in the suburbs, faceless and designed not to be noticed. There is some security out front, so I can't get in that way, but... There is a large ornamental lake backing onto the complex. I can get in this way. I've got myself a top-notch dinghy here. That she bought from Argos for £8.95. It's covered in pictures from Frozen, but it'll do the job. It won't.
She's now hiding in the water beside the boat. She ducks into the cover of a patch of reeds and watches as the guard reaches out and drags her dinghy in. Oi, Rob! There's a kid's boat on the pond! Bastard punctured it! Bloody kids, mucking around. Bastard punctured that dinghy! She crouches in the water and allows time to pass. He's gone. I'm going to make a break for the shore. There's a path up to the back of the centre. You and security pass in her hand. I just pressed the card up to the door. And it opens. I'm in. Long, empty corridors. Everything is really... Doors line the walls. They are either locked or open onto insignificant offices. Nothing yet. There is a heavy door at the end. It's covered in warning signs. Which are a red rag to a girl like Livy. Ewan's card again. A long room. Meat locker cold with rows of drawers lining the walls. Blood. This is it. Bags of blood. Labelled with barcodes and nesting against each other. There's what? Fifteen packets. I need to work out a way of carrying them. She's found a case. A solid thing of metal with compartments that she fills with bags of blood. There's another door on the side. The second room is colder still. Ice and more blood. The bags are on hangers this time, and it's like it's really frozen solid. Blocks. They've all got an eagle logo on them and, and data down the side. She checks the first one <laughs> and finds a match. Aishas. She checks another. Two bags. And another. Three. Oh wait. More. A whole room of Aisha's blood. She looks up. A CCTV camera winks down at her. She fills the case and runs. Paul came in at midnight. She wants to meet me in the morning. First thing in Cafe Nero in town. She's excited and proud. She has something to show me. All right, Aisha. When she blasts in through the door, the staff stop and stare. I found it, Aisha. Oh, God, Her hair is matted. Her clothes sodden and clinging to her. The whites of her eyes burn out through the mask of dried mud. She heaves a case onto the table. It's refrigerated. Its silver sides are filthy, and from inside there is a deep bass throb. Found your sample. I got it back. She flips the latches. In fact, I found loads of them. Inside there is blood. Look, here's one. And she lifts a bag, and a streak of red runs down her hand. Sorry, it's leaking. What are you doing? Aisha, this is your blood. Yours, and I'm giving it back to you. We are in Cafe Nero, Livy. Oh, put that away now before they arrest us. Right, let's get in the toilet now. Let's get you washed up. Yeah. Clean your face. She scrubs blood off your hands. And I lift the lid to the case again. What are you gonna do with this? We can take me down, Aisha. We can take the whole freaking company down with this. How, Livy? We don't know what this is all about. We just have to work out what they mean. Meta are in big trouble. No, they are not. We are. They can't get us as long as we have this case. 
The door shudders. Heavy blows. Hard, violent kicks. Who's there? Then a voice pressing its way through the keyhole. Open up! Open the door, girls! Open it now! And I know that we will never be safe again. And that was episode one. Bloody hell. Lance, you all right? Uh, yeah, I kind of know what happens. So oh, it, well, okay, <laughs> yes, that's a good point. Christina, how is, is your heart beating? Yes, I will probably be very careful any time I enter a Cafe Nero in the future. I know, they are now scary places, aren't they? But let's talk about Aisha. She seems a, a straightforward, decent, capable kind of person. Is that fair? She's someone who's kind of weighed down with too much responsibility, so that she's one of those people who had to grow up too quickly. Right, because her dad is is a bit of a lump. And she's been in a caring position from when she was very young, and that yeah. makes people make those decisions in life very fast. Right. She's She's gone the corporate route, even though it doesn't really fit her. And then when this... I mean, something's odd has happened with Luca, right? And well, she's, Him dying, yeah, that is reasonably <laughs> odd. Well... <laughs> She's the kind of person who's going to chase down that mystery, right? Not necessarily, because actual fact, I think in that world, you know, she can be people. She can be locked into dealing with her circumstances and keeping her father going and keeping herself going. And I think it takes Livy to kick her out of that. Yeah, Livy would kick anyone out of anything. Yeah, she'd kick her own grandmother out of a wheelchair. The reason that Livy got this case is because she looked at these samples, these these bags of blood, the kind of things you see hung up sort of above a hospital gurney, sort of plugged into people's arms. And she saw this this HLA thing. Well, this is where we can turn to our left, Dr. Christina. Hello. Hello, Christina. Hi. HLA. What, what Did Lance make it up? What's going on? HLA is a very real thing. And it is one of the things that make us very unique. Um, so every one of us has its own genome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every one of us also has, encoded by the genome, his own HLA. <clears throat> now, you could think of the HLA as a barcoding system uh, for every one of us. And it is something that is expressed by all the cells in our body. And they are proteins or little flags on the surface of the cells of our body um, in a certain combination. And this specific combination tells us this is us. It's like some sort of unique identifier. Yes. And is this used in normal kind of clinical and research situations? Well, it is used by us every day because we have immune cells that fight all the pathogens that come from the outside. Uh But the immune cells don't fight our own cells. And this is because our immune cells recognize our own HLA and they know that's, we call it self. And so it is friends and so it is fine. So it's actually, I mean, never mind how we as as people might use it to kind of identify each other. The body uses it to identify itself and go, this is me. I'm not going to touch it. Yes. Okay. You could think of our immune cells as cells that are really, really ready to attack whatever. They are very, very aggressive cells. Yes. And so it is very important to use the HLA to train them to recognize what is ours. In fact, as immune cells develop, uh, there is a huge selection of what immune cells we keep and what immune cells we throw away. And any immune cells that very strongly recognize what we call self-antigens, yes. um, um, are eliminated. Now, this code, this safety system to stop our, our cells attacking ourselves, that's within our blood specifically. And the other thing that's in our blood are these red blood cells, which in terms of Aisha is where she's got a bit of a problem. Yes, because what Aisha has is a condition that is called sickle cell disease. And it is a condition that is caused by a mutation which is inherited from the parents. And um, this mutation makes a specific protein, which is very abundant in the red blood cells, to have a different shape. And because this protein is very abundant in the red blood cells, it ends up stacking up within the red blood cells in the wrong way. And mm-hmm. so it changes the shape of the red blood cells. I've seen pictures of red blood cells and they're, they're sort of sort of flattened donut sort of their, their little round things. And presumably, 
in somebody with sickle cell, they are sort of crescent moon shaped, I'm going to guess. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. And now, there is a very good reason why red blood cells have this flattened donut shape, yeah. because it allows them to have a very large surface. And so they can exchange oxygen um, very efficiently and they can bring oxygen everywhere throughout the body. But because they're so small and they have this shape, they're also quite flexible. And this mm. means that they can go through our capillaries. Which um, are the smallest little uh, the uh, smallest blood vessels, vessels that we have, yeah. mm. where in fact the oxygen is given to the tissue and right. uh, the CO2 is taken back. Yeah, yeah. And um, they, they can flex a little bit to go through these capillaries yes. and, uh, and they can do so without really being damaged. But the sickle cell ones, because of the wrong shape, can't carry as much because they're, just, they're not that nice round shape. They don't have the, the surface area. tray. I carry yes, I that's right, Lance. Tray. They're a tray carrying. Yes, I'm Oxygen really glad you're body. here to help us with the sun. <laughs> and it's a chronic condition, right? It, we, we don't have an injection that will kind of pop out your red blood cells to the right shape or anything. No, you cannot really do that. The only thing that you can do is to receive transfusions. Right. And this is something that Aisha receives so, every and, once in a while. And, and that means literally replacing all the blood in your body with blood that's no, kind of come for us. It's just part of it. And it's okay. not necessarily replacing. It's just adding some healthy red blood cells, okay. basically, all right. to but, our blood. But we're still talking, you know, going to a hospital and having things plugged into your body. Kind of, yes. it's, it's, not, it's not a pill. No. So some, a worker in, in, in one of these companies, like I say, it's a chronic condition that can maybe manage it. But it's going to be with them, and yeah, and they'd have to hide it, which is why you know Venny's hiding it and working with her to, you know, and that that friendship. Right, why you got that time. relationship? That's important for for Aisha's survival at the company. Yeah, I don't think she's using him, but certainly it's necessary for her to survive. He seems to kind of help smooth that away. He's the one person in the company that she can talk to about it and be open about it because he's slightly removed from the whole life and energy he's, 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 he's slightly removed from everything I think yes, Lance. yes. <laughs> so on our website blood-culture.com uh, we've got everyone who's involved including Dr Christina and you can link through and, and see where and how she works in her day job uh, Lance what else is on that side? Uh, you've also got Venny's Science Shack which is his attempt to have his own YouTube channel where he also talks about this a little more I think that's scienceshack.space that's scienceshack.space yeah only Venny, only Venny would choose dot .space and also on the site too there's the MetaBeta site as well where you can kind of look at how they're recruiting and have a crack at it yourself and off the back of that there is um, we're giving away t-shirts and uh, I feel cheesy saying we're giving away t-shirts in a radio studio <laughs> I never thought it would come to this we're Give away t-shirts and a copy of the science script to anyone who can apply for Meta. Yeah, we are. But the whole universe around Meta is expanded and you can dig into that and try and work out what on earth is going on. Well, there's only one way to find out what's going on, which is to come in next time for episode two. We'll see you then. Blood Culture Episode 1 was written and produced by Lance Dan and featured the voices of Chetna Pandia, Bryony Afferson, Jack Claff, Nathan Bryan, Stephen Critchlow, Laura Martin-Simpson, Tamdine Byrne, Anna Nguyen and Chris Gates. The music was by Claire M. Singer, Simon James and Michael Jakarczyk. The script supervisor was Lizzie Parkinson and the assistant director was Alan Gilchrist. The sound design was by Lance Dan. The biomedical consultant was Dr. Christina Lo Celso. The executive producer was Nick Ware. The story was by Lance Dan, Phil Connolly and David Wigram. Blood Culture was a Resonance 104.4 FM production supported by the Wellcome Trust. And that's this week's show. Jack should be back next week as we look at some more great new audio drama and begin Nadsrim 2018 in two days. Good luck to all. So send us a review on iTunes, emails at sonicsociety@gmail.com, and visit us in all the usual places on Facebook, Twitter and Semaphore. So for Jack Ward and myself, David Alt, good night and we'll see you next week on the Sonic Society. Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening.
This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen. The demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour bring you... Twisted Pulp Magazine. A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural. Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com. (laughs) 